It's no secret the NFL has a problem with race. Think Colin Kaepernick. Think Brian Flores. But this isn't a new problem. It's one that started as far back as the 1930s, with a ban on Black players in the NFL, with a past that informs the present. Blackballed is a new miniseries podcast from The Ringer about the four men who broke the color barrier in football. I'm your host, Chelsea Stark-Jones. You can find Blackballed on The Ringer NFL feed. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Shout out, Jack Agro. The majesty. Oh, my goodness. It's professional wrestling. Stay mage and enjoy yourself. Wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, the world's number one sports and recreation podcast back again on this Tuesday, May 16th from a beautiful on the daily. Now, it just seems like this is life. Another beautiful day here in spring, New York City. I'm your forever 24 seven champion, Peter Rosenberg. I'm being joined today from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania by the physically large stack. I Greg. Oh, yeah. Our forever 24-7 champion, fresh off of a, a perfectly timed interview uh, with Mommy, just in time for Mommy Day, as one of yes. the tweeters put it, um, from this Friday something. That was a really good tweet. I'm yeah, upset that I, I didn't think in advance that it was Mommy Day. Same. Same. And um, It's a bad job you, by me. You live and you learn. Yeah, that's all we can hope to do. That's all we yeah. can do. Um also, uh, Dipperstein will be with us for the Friday program, uh, which I'm guessing, well, Troy, I'll figure out the logistics with you later, but we will have Dip later in the week. I frankly, he, he had a stacked schedule to me today, and I think I speak for all of us in saying, if you don't have at least a clear schedule dip, you want no dip at all. Yeah. Cause, well, cer- certainly us. <laughs> Because we'll be rushed. Yeah, so, and also, like, it's already bad enough. Process. E- even on the days in which Dip says he's fully available, when you first sign on, he looks so angered to be there. Now, granted, he's three hours earlier than us, so I do understand the angered look that he has on his face. But at the same time, 
I already went through a morning with people once. I can't do it a second time. Right, right, right. He always has this. He always has this look. Troy, how would you describe the look of Dip when we first see him bright and early on a, on a normal Disheveled, show? Disheveled, disgusted to be alive. Yep. Uh, yeah. Angry, angry at everything. Perturbed by every sight, everything. every sound, everything. <laughs> <laughs> and you and you and you put it well too. But you already dealt with people's seven AM grumpiness. Yeah. So a right. second a second cycle. <laughs> it's it, it's se- seven AM grumpiness is Yeah, it's a lot. And like the show will be set to start at seven thirty. Without fail, you can count on the fact that I am going to be cruising in right around ten thirty five, which is seven thirty five. Like he knows I'm gonna be there probably five minutes late. Yet every time it happens. He has this look on his face, like every second passing is another deal lost in Hollywood. It's and twist it's, of, it's another twist of the knife. It's another twist of the knife. <laughs> every second. Passing. Now, uh, before we get into the the wrestling of it all, and there is a, a good amount to talk about just from what happened in on TV this week. Uh, Troy, everyone wants to know on the Discord and um, everyone who's just following along with the show, what's happening in Troy's love life this week? Where were you this past weekend? I was in lovely virginia beach hanging out with a friend hello a listener of the ringer mma show wait but not the same listener of the ringer mma show that you hung out with in london different one so you're just out here plucking friends off the ringer mma show exactly First of all, I'm shocked that the Ringer MMA show has more than two women listening to it. This is already to me. <laughs> yeah. Because presumably you're not hanging out with 100% of the women listening to the show. No, but I am pretty close with many of them. How how many? So, so there's, a, a, there's like a community of women who listen to Ringer MMA? Yes. So similar to how there's a cheap heat discord, Telegram is something similar, and there's a big group message of telegram uh on telegram of listeners of the show and then there's a subset of just a all women's group for them to communicate and, and yet somehow you're MMA. in that women's yeah. group. <laughs> i'm not in that text like... message thread but i am okay. plot twist my ex-girlfriend the crazy jewish woman uh also inserted herself into that group and she was for a while my my uh my mole in the women's group chat. So I knew everything that was going on, knew everything about everyone. I knew all the drama. Wow. wow. This is all. And then she turned into a double agent though, right? Because then she used that group to spy on you after a while? Yeah, pretty much. She accused me of uh, cheating on her with one of the women from the group thread, said London woman. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. The London woman? Yeah. Well, you would have probably cheated on her with that woman. Oh, absolutely. See? She's... <laughs> Yeah, she wasn't way, far so off. It was just too early with it. Last time I said some aggressive things about the uh, the difference between the MMA audience and the wrestling audience. I heard from one Ariel Helwani who questioned me on this conversation. Oh, and you I remind to, listeners what you said. Sure, um, I said that basically the audience at wrestling events is more sane and normal and better because we prefer entertainment, not seeing people beat other people to a pulp sort of implied that fans of MMA are monsters to some degree and more likely to be, I believe maybe like bigots and stupid, et cetera. Was it something like that? Uh, Troy? 
Yes, you made the pro wrestling audience out to be a sophisticated kind of individual, whereas MMA is just like the worst of the worst. Scourge of the of the planet. Yes. So <laughs> I when when Ariel uh, texted me about this, I did admit that I was being a little bit hyperbolic on the podcast in in defense and support of our people. The cheap heat universe. Yeah, these are our guys. The pros, listen, the pros and all this is and our I guys. Do, I do know a lot of great people and smart people who love MMA for sure. Ariel and Troy being two of, of many. Do you guys being two of many? That's right. Although, I mean, does Troy even count? He's been a fan for like 20 minutes. Anyways. <laughs> Troy's just, Troy's just oh, there for the, for the women. Yeah. <laughs> Troy's just there for the women. <laughs> now, I will say all of that said, I am surprised that with an MMA podcast – there is what appears to be like an entire women's community that I find surprising. Uh, legitimately, I don't know many women in my life who I know women who have been down to watch. Like growing up in my day, of course, it was boxing, right? That was the thing, the big fights, the Tyson yeah. fights. And and the women, the girls in school definitely were down for a good fight weekend and would enjoy the party. I, a, I don't know how many of those people, if any, converted to MMA when MMA became the bigger form of mixed martial arts, um, um, combat sports. And then beyond that, how many would then turn around and be so into it they'd listen to a podcast? I definitely don't have one woman in my life that I know who can name anyone in UFC except for Khalil Roundtree because he's – dating one of our friends. So anyways, <laughs> I just did find that legit surprising. As far as I can tell, SGG, I believe from what my limited time in the Discord looks like, it appears that we have one woman on the I Discord. Three. There are three? We have three. Three active participating people that are clearly women in the Discord. Yeah. I think three. And Troy, how big is the like all women's thread of the of the uh MMA show. Oh, I think it was like fifteen to twenty women. Okay, okay. All right, so we could get it. So <laughs> we could get so there. Real we quick, could get there. So real quick. So you have attempted to date somewhere in the range of twenty five percent of the women listeners of the. <laughs> That's not true. I only okay. attempted to date one of them. The rest are platonic friends. But as we learned here on this show, the difference between you and platonic friend, it's a very blurry line between platonic friend and who you want to marry. This is is precise. Yesterday. (laughs) Yeah, go ahead. After having spent this weekend uh, with this woman in Virginia, we were actually uh, drinking our coffee down by the bay and this lovely old woman and her dog come approach us. And she says to us, you guys look so adorable. How long have you oh. been together? Can I take your picture? She takes our photo for us. She somehow concludes, I gave her some type of smart-ass answer. She said, oh, you're from New York, aren't you? Meanwhile, this is my first time. I never really spend much time in the South, so the whole Southern hospitality, going up to strangers thing. That's all new to not, you. Yeah. All new to me. So I, this was very strange to me, and I thought I was in some type of danger, perhaps, by this strange lady approaching us. Anyways... We get into an hour-long conversation with her. She tells us we should be together. There's a clear connection here. She's asking us all sorts of intimate personal questions. And then then she says, look at that balcony up there. She's pointing to an apartment very close by. I have the best view in all of Norfolk, Virginia. 
I want you two to go up there without what? me. Go hang out on my balcony. I have all of this leftover Mother's Day food and fruit and corn and crab cakes, and I want you to eat it. And if you guys hook up there, just don't tell me. But I, it would mean a lot to me if you guys just go hang out in my home for a while. It would mean the world to me. She's so we went up there. She's got to be a madam. So wait, so what happened? They went up there. You did? Yeah. Now, SGG, would this would this be categorized as things only the whites would do? Oh, abs- absolutely. Absolutely. This is, you went into a stranger's house. She said, oh, please. She, please come right in. What, what? What beautiful big eyes you have. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> exactly. This this sounds scary. And so what happened? You went into her apartment. Where was she, by the way? So she led us into the apartment and then she disappeared. She basically just showed us around. She said, don't steal any of my money or any of my art. And we're fine. So we said, okay, we won't do that. But then you, but then you could have. You could have. And then how would she find you? And she could have been have. calling someone to come kill you. Correct. Seriously. Anyways, none of that happened, and and also nothing, and also you guys didn't hook up. No, of course not. We just had a good laugh about it as we were uh, sitting on the swing on the balcony. And real quick, just to throw this out here, are you interested in this person? Um. Well, one, she is taken. Oh, boy. that has no bearing on interest. It, yeah, that the- is that is a great point. Sorry, that was a like that's a zero, rough way to answer first. Yeah, so zero if, if relevance. She, if she were not taken, perhaps would have some interest. More so physical than just like standalone physical than wanting to be in a relationship with her. I don't think we would be a good fit. Um, however, the MMA? the entirety that I have known her, she has been with this person. So, so I've never really. Say. I've never even really had the opportunity to get there of envisioning something between us because she's just been taken the whole time. How much is that time? How long was that time? A year. Okay. And how long? And you went down there for a weekend? Yeah, three days. And and was she the only person you knew down there? Yeah. No, I I went and stayed with her. Oh. uh, Stayed with her family. I slept in her bed. She slept on the couch. We hung out together. Did all the things, went out at night, played basketball, a lot of good conversations, a lot of food, a lot of drinking. Great time. So let me ask you this. You said you've known her for a year? Yes. She and did she you- slid she slid into my DMs a year ago. And so we'd started talking digitally then. We met up in November for the first time last November. And then she visited me uh in March. And then I just visited her in Virginia this past weekend. So our third time hanging out. So I have two questions. I have two questions before we get out of here. Just before we get out of here. How many times have you met her significant other? Or have you met her significant other? I have met him twice. You met him twice. Okay. Okay. Yes. When when she came to visit me, the significant other was... uh, geographically in the vicinity as well and so he stopped by i think to just you know check in yeah yeah size you up size yeah yeah and and this has been a theme throughout my entire life of the significant other of my female friend being uh you know a bit skeptical of me so i'm used to this (laughs) okay okay and i was gonna my, my other question was how how often like during this visit did y'all talk about their relationship at all yes we did okay 
Well, ladies and gentlemen, another day in the life of Troy the Goy traveling to foreign places to hang out with people he's not interested in. As long as he fills the hours of the day with a person of the opposite sex, then no hour wasted. Am I right, Chi the G? That is exactly correct. Did I do the wrong thing in going to this very sweet lady's apartment? Should I not have done that? I mean, I'll say I couldn't get away with it, but you did the right. You, did, you had a good time, well, so you did the right thing. Well, you just worried that the police would show up and kill you. I wouldn't even get the invite. I wouldn't even. Let's be honest. I wouldn't even get the invite. Probably not. Probably not. But you're you're assuming. You don't know what this lady's like. I mean, I mean, if this lady was just a very sweet old lady who was not a bigot, then maybe you would get the invite. In which case, your answer would be no. Thanks. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. A thousand percent. She was very it's, sweet, and my, it just my gives friend, a lot of horror movie vibes. Troy <laughs> gives some horror my, movie vibes. My friend is in the market uh, for an apartment for a couple months, and she got to talking with the sweet old lady. Sweet old lady says, "Hey, I'm going to be out of town. I'm going south to Florida, October to April. You want to stay in my apartment?" So they're now in talks for my friend to stay in this woman's apartment for six months. Oh, perfect. Maybe you can go down and visit, and not have sex with her now. Let's continue on to the world of pro wrestling, T to the G, uh, and SG to the G. A lot has happened in the last week, most notably. Hmm. What's most notable? Uh, I think most notably would be Roman Reigns appearing on SmackDown and deciding that the Usos have done enough, and so he and Solo Sokoa will challenge uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens for the tag team championships at Night of Champions. Yeah, dedicating his presumed victory to what he said was the greatest tag team of all time, Alpha and Sika, the Wild Samoans, um, not the Usos, who I thought they were expecting their names to be said uh, in that in that moment. No, well, they would be stupid because he had just killed them for the fact that they dedicated their match to him. Yeah, yeah. So it would have been then bizarre for him to turn around and dedicate his match to them. Yeah, that would have been surprising. Um, I will say it makes for a somewhat interesting event for Night of Champions because I don't know that I see Roman and Solo adding tag titles right now, but that also would mean that we're going to get a Roman loss of some sort, which doesn't happen every day. So either way, you're kind of left with a somewhat interesting result, which is kind of fun. Yeah, yeah. there's so many questions swirling around it, right? Like, well, one thing is guaranteed. Roman is absolutely going to surpass the 1,000 days because he hits 1,000 on that day and doesn't have a title defense lined up. So he's passing it. It's not, it's not going to hit it, and there's no question about where it's going to end. He's passing a 1,000 days, but that is the only guarantee. Does Roman walk out with with four championships? Does he even face Sammy and KO, right? Because there's been some speculation about whether or not Sammy and KO would or could even go to a Saudi show. And then if it's not Sammy and KO, who will it be? Um, other challenges have emerged for their championships uh, there's Imperium, um, Judgment Day. There's Judgment Day. Um, I highly doubt it, but the Usos could probably get it, and we see some a Bloodline Civil War of some sorts. So there's a there's a lot of questions, and I don't think we're gonna get any answers until the bell rings at the end of the match. Um, so are people still speculating they don't think Sammy's going to make the trip? 
They are. Um, but then there's some people speculating that they are. And it, it reminds me of, you know, when Jimmy Uso, when people commented on Jimmy Uso's status in Canada saying that he, he can't go because he has some legal troubles. And then he popped up at Elimination Chamber and no one has any answers because they didn't have any answers in the first place. And now people are saying that Sammy suddenly can go to Saudi Arabia because of diplomatic relations that have opened up and turned positive between um, Saudi Arabia and Syria. And somehow people are extrapolating that to Sammy's relationship with the... With Saudi Arabia and whether or not he personally would go. Listen, I have no idea, but he hasn't been on any of the shows. And so it's curious to see whether or not he's going to show up to this one. Yeah, that is an interesting, an interesting thought. Um, What happened in the, um, the only part I didn't see of Raw last night really was the result of the Judgment Day Sammy KO tag match. Judgment Day defeated uh, Sammy and KO, but not without shenanigans. I mean, it basically, it became about six on two. You had Heyman on the ramp. Uh, Imperium is on the stage. Uh, Imperium actually interfered and prevented Sammy from hitting the halluva kick on Finn at the end, who took advantage, um, hit a coup de grace, good night, good luck. They walked out with a win. And as we know in WWE, you pin the champion, you get a championship opportunity. That's how it works. Yeah, that that's that's just the way it shakes out. That's the WWE math. Um, it's interesting to see that we're gonna get more Roman potentially and solo with Sammy and KO. I really did think we'd hit the end of the bloodline Sammy and KO thing. It was interesting. Even KO said on Raw last night, like, I don't want to hear about the Usos anymore. It was almost <laughs> yeah. like he was speaking for the WWE universe. Yeah. I do, I will say. I think we're in some danger of really doing a little too much with Sammy and KO and the bloodline. We'll see what happens here with this setup, but it, it's starting to get into like endless territory. And, it is. And there's not like anything uber compelling anymore about the story. The super compelling part of the story's already been told and kind of ended in Montreal. Like, and then certainly ended when the titles were taken. Yeah. I will say this, though. It does seem like they're branching off a little bit, right? Because Sammy and KO have a lot of different threats coming up for their championship, um, aside from Roman and Solo. But also, there's a lot of cracks showing in in the bloodline. Jimmy Uso, (laughs) we didn't talk about this, but Roman put hands on him. There's no other way to say it. He well, put hands on him. You, you go as far as saying put hands. He put finger on him. I mean, it was all five fingers, though. That's the hand. He, he mushed his face. What? Oh, he gave him a full mush? I was just thinking of the poke. He gave him a full mush? Yeah, he mushed, he mushed him, you know? Okay. J- and then Jay, shades of Jay that we saw at the beginning of this story. Because remember, Jimmy never really fell in line. Jimmy joined up with the bloodline to protect Jay. And Jay was the one who had the PTSD from just what it was three months of challenging it and being put down um and jay was the one who apologized on behalf of the usos to to prevent who knows what but it looked like it was going to go left because jimmy didn't did not appreciate the the contact so where do you think that goes where do you think the roman solo usos go I think I think it we're gonna get a bloodline civil war right it has to be Roman and solo versus the usos um at some point 
because the same way that Jimmy joined the, the bloodline to protect Jay, when Jimmy was about to get blamed for Jay's absence, Jay showed up so that Jimmy didn't have to face any any consequences or repercussions for for Jay not being around. Mm. And even now, Jay apologized because Jimmy, I don't want to say Jimmy was out of line, but Jimmy was laughing and Roman took offense. And so, you know, Jay was the one who who let Cooler Heads prevail in that moment. <sighs> um, what else was your biggest takeaway from Friday? For me, that was one of the biggest takeaways, but Asuka and Bianca as well. People were wondering, where's Asuka? Um, she had been around since WrestleMania. Bianca came to celebrate her her reign as the longest reigning women's champ her run, excuse me, as the longest reigning women's champion of the modern era. And before the celebration even starts, um, she gets hit with the mist from Asuka, and she sold it like she like Asuka spit acid in her face. <laughs> yeah. I I've never seen writhing like that. It was it was almost like the mist is a different mist than we've ever seen before. Yeah. I mean it was certainly a different color. I think we usually get like red or green. So this one was I think like a blackish blue. But but so maybe I don't, <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, like you said, the the selling of the mist was unlike we've ever seen before. <laughs> I what did you think about Asuka coming back? It's sort of weird. They went away from her for one pay, uh PLE. And then decided we don't know where else to go. Let's go back to Asuka. Do we always think the plan was have a WrestleMania match, move away for the pay-per-view that is called, the PLE that is called Backlash, and then immediately after Backlash, get the Backlash? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't, I don't know. I don't know if the plan was always to let Asuka cool off and, and get a little bit more mysterious. Where is she? And then plan for a big return for her to come back, you know, even darker than she was at, at WrestleMania. But um, but the I am curious to see where it goes after the selling of the mist, just because that reaction was intense. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, we say goodbye to SGG now. So long, SGG. Um, he has important business things to, to tend to, and we have more to talk about from the week that was in pro wrestling. I have a lot from last night's show that stood out to me. I don't know how you guys felt. First of all, I thought Sammy was fantastic in seg one. I really enjoyed how Sammy brought it. Um, also, for I don't know if it's fresh because she was fresh off of the big interview on Cheap Heat, but I mean, Rhea was just over like absolute friggin' Rover last night. Um, almost to the point that it was a bit of a, a problem, like she kind of alluded to in our conversation. 
in terms of the amount of cheers that she got. And smartly, they ended up then taking the promo and going to Dom. And Dom still gets the boos that are needed. But Rhea, when she started talking, it felt like all cheers and mommy chants. Um, but then Dom started talking, was right back to getting the boos that were needed. So it ends up working. Oh, that's so funny to me that people, I, I always have a tough time if I know a character is clearly bad, I have a tough time cheering for them when I go to a show. I feel like I'm messing it up. I mean, maybe I'm just a big nerd, but like I always feel like, aren't we obligated here to go along with what the story is? I get it. Rhea's the coolest, but I'm not going to cheer for her. At least I'm going to try my hardest. Well, that was not the case yesterday. Got to tell you, too, while we're sitting here all slobbering over Rhea and Dom every week and with good reason. I just want to say Finn's been tremendous as well. I don't know, man. Finn came out yesterday doing a little dance, you know, sliding around. He, he there was a, there's a different energy to Finn that I've sensed for a while and it's hard to really take note of it because Rhea and Dom occupy so much real estate i think in the minds and imaginations of fans but yeah finn's been awesome man damien as well um so i enjoyed that segment a lot love seeing Rhea get physical as she did she was part of the beatdown of ko then she got involved again later in the xavier woods dom match which i thought was really good by the way i enjoyed that a bit as well then, of course, yesterday, they had the um, Intercontinental Championship Contender Battle Royal. The winner getting an opportunity to face off against Gunther. And that was sort of interesting. That came after a Shinsuke Miz match, which I came away from the Shinsuke Miz match thinking, man, there are a lot of old people doing big things in WWE right now. Like, when you really think about the top of the card in, in WWE, like that match, for example, The Miz, 42 years old. He was up against good old Shinsuke Nakamura. Shinsuke, 43 years old, okay? You go up and down the board, it seems like, right? We just came out of a segment with the great Finn Balor. Finn, 41 years old. And I know because him and I have the same abs. They're very like 40 plus kind of abs. You know what I mean? Um, How old is Damian Priest? Damian Priest is 40 years old. So, I mean, just up and down the board. It's just, it's cool to see because as much as I love how many young superstars there are and, and how many are blowing up, you know, and there, there are a ton of them obviously, who are really, you know, the focal points of this company. Bianca Belair is just 34 years old. Of course, Rhea said she's, what, 26, turning 27 this year. You know, she's incredibly, uh, incredibly young. By and large, there are a lot of people who have been doing this for a long time. Even Zelina Vega, who got her, her biggest look in WWE in Puerto Rico a couple weeks ago, she's 32 years old. I can't believe how long she's been doing this. I feel like she's already been around forever. She started in TNA in 2011 wow yeah she was 20 years old so i already feel like she's been around forever when she was rosita and running around with lax man 
We got to get her on the show soon too, to talk about what happened. I know it was just such a, uh, I spoke offline with her and her level of excitement about the, the joy and love that she received in Puerto Rico was awesome. So back to this contenders match for uh, Gunther. First of all, I noticed that Gunther also is getting his share of cheers now, um, which I guess is not surprising. That character has been really, people love a, a well-defined character. And the Gunther character, much like the Rhea Ripley character, it's a full character. Visually, in ring, the person themselves, the way they carry themselves, there is a complete character. And with that, I, I noticed the cheers picking up for Gunther when he spoke yesterday before the Battle Royal. And then the, the first thought I had about the Battle Royal was all about gear. And I wish Dip was here for this conversation. Number one, Baron Corbin was legitimately dressed like he was just going to the gym yesterday. Like, and I don't mean like going to the gym like an athlete who goes to the gym. He looked like me when I go to the gym. Like long shorts, a t-shirt, like not an athlete going to the gym. He just looked like a guy who was going to go jump on the treadmill for 20 minutes, lift some weights, you know, try some abs. And by the way, shout out to the guy in the Discord who brought the beautiful wrestling is great sign last night. It was Mage. Had major real estate throughout the night. And then on the other side, you have Matt Riddle, who can I just say is entirely too naked when he wrestles. I mean, that's a really small amount of clothing. I'm kind of good. I feel like Riddle, I don't know. I, I guess that's part of his like MMA look. I'm not that into it, though. So Baron Corbin, in his workout clothes, by the way, eliminated nearly instantly by Dexter Loomis, who was then immediately eliminated by Massey. But what is going on with Baron Corbin? You know, not to do the jabroni wrestling podcast thing of, of just, like, analyzing wins and losses all day, but seriously, like, at a certain point, you almost like render the character completely irrelevant. He had the thing with JBL going. I, I, I guess that's over. They brought JBL back to work to be with him for in the end, there was no purpose, like literally almost no purpose. I mean, the only thing I can say the purpose was, was to have Corbin lose over and over and over again without there ever being the thing that made you go, Oh, now I see why they brought back JBL. Like that never happened. It's just really weird to me. Shouts to Mustafa Ali, who ends up getting the win, who is not who I would have put my money on. But Mustafa ends up getting the win, and now he will get his shot at the Intercontinental Championship. And all I can say is I hope it's the beginning of something for Ali who I think is a great guy, also really talented, and you can tell has done so much work to get himself in shape. I mean, he's always been in shape, but now he looks like an absolute maniac. Super athletic, uh, charismatic dude, and a really good guy. Happy to see him. I, there, you know, he's, he's left the company, he's come back, and here he is. The one thing I'm sort of left wondering with all the different conversations we had last night is... How much do I currently care about the Cody Brock situation? They spent the entire night last night. No knock on this. I kind of I like when they do this. 
interviewing Seth Rollins. They had Graves sitting there talking to Seth Rollins throughout the entire night, kind of establishing how Mage. Oh, look, guys, hold on. It just popped up. My my commercial for the Treasures episode just popped up. Let's. Uh, I'm going to turn on the audio so we can hear this. Here we go. That was it? I got one line? Montreal Spear Jobs, sunglasses. Live. Natalie, good news. I look great. Monday Night Raw. Montreal screw job sunglasses. How in the hell did you get those Sunday? Now, well, you'll watch the episode. It's this Sunday, I suppose. Natalie, you don't care? She doesn't seem interested in seeing the commercial. But yeah, finally my episode of uh, Treasures. So you can watch that this Sunday night. The Bret Hart episode, I suppose it really is. But yeah, I'm in there too. Um, So I'm just left wondering what we do with Cody in terms of like my actual interest level for this story. You know, I just, uh, is it intentionally sort of putting him to the side for a second? So Seth can have this moment. And in the end, we will get a very, very cool match at night of champions, which is Seth Rollins. And AJ Styles. Is there a world in which AJ Styles becomes the first WWE world champion? I thought, and I really did enjoy the tournament, I have to say, on SmackDown. I thought it was a solid episode of SmackDown where the matches actually felt like something. I, I don't know what Dip and SGG thought, but I enjoyed the matches from SmackDown. And was, again, sort of surprised by the result. I assumed after Lashley got through the first match bloodied and and battered that he was going all the way to take on Seth Rollins. But no, in the end, it's AJ. By the way, speaking of old people again, that was another one where I was thinking about it. AJ Styles, 45. He was in a match with Edge. All right. I'm talking about Edge. Edge is what, 51? He's born in 73. He's 49. Bobby Lashley, no spring chicken. Bobby Lashley, 46. Now, Seth, who's in this match with AJ, is a younger man. He's only 36 years old. But what an awesome match. Can we take a moment? We're getting absolute prime best Seth Rollins he's ever been. This is the best version of Seth Rollins. And we're getting him against AJ Styles while AJ is still every bit of a stud. Like this is not AJ's down a peg. This is not AJ's loss a step. AJ is still the man. And we get them in a title match, a compelling match for the first ever of this particular WWE World Heavyweight Champion. I'm I'm very excited for this match, and it's not the, the matchup I expected. So I wonder, because that is where we landed, is the thought now we sort of push Cody to the background for a little bit 
because it have that much Cody as all the time, all the pyro, all the music, all the, oh, is it just, do we just need a little bit of a break? Because it does feel like even though Brock is super meaningful, the fact that that's completely removed from a title, the fact that he already beat Brock Lesnar at Backlash, the fact that he's not going to be involved in the championship tournament anymore, he was taken out during the first match, all of that to me smells like, let's just pause on Cody for one second. We're, we'll still have him in a secondary slot. But you can argue that slot for Cody at this next PLE, Memorial Day weekend in Saudi Arabia, that it's, it's the tertiary slot. Because you have the World Heavyweight Championship Tournament Finals, and now you have a Roman solo spot with Sammy and KO. And then you have Brock and Cody. Natalie, you there? You want to say hello to everyone? You, well, you don't have to be on camera. I'll turn the camera off. Well, it's just, well, it's just the people listening, babe. Here, the camera's off, but I mean, no one's heard from you in a while. And um, Hey, guys, did you miss me? Do you have any other food you want to tell us about? That you say is a Hebrew word, but is really clearly just an English word with a Hebrew accent. Toast, bagel. <laughs> what else? Cream cheese. Is that is that how your parents would say bagel and cream cheese? Bagel ve cream cheese. <laughs> what of what kind of bagel are they? What kind of bagels is your family most likely to be into? Um, we love everything. Um, I don't know if they're they put they're put on to the egg everything, but they're definitely into everything. They're definitely into sesame. Um, but they don't call them everything. They call them everything. Yeah. In Hebrew, it's everything bagel or sesame. Right. We had a lovely uh, we had a lovely park um, Mother's Day celebration with Natalie's sister, who's of course a mom, and Natalie's mom, and Natalie's parents bring. Natalie, real quick, tell the people for a second what was brought by your family to the park for a, quote, picnic. Honestly, it wasn't even a, that much. It was like the Hebrew National Salami, um, some of that, like, thin tur Mexican turkey that we love, uh, egg salad, you know, a bunch of different veggies. What about your dad and the huge thing of pickles? That was an That was probably the oddest thing I've ever seen brought to a park. For a oh, my, my dad makes pickles, but he pickles everything. So there was cabbage. Oh, in wait, there. he made that? Those were his pickles? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know Did that. Did you taste it? You had yeah, it. I had yeah, yeah, yeah. But he had, um, he had like a jug of pickled items. Right. Yeah, that's, we like pickles. Yeah. And it was basically, picture like an old school milk bottle, kind of like a glass bottle kind of thing, but filled with pickled items instead. There was that, um, hummus. Yeah, baba ganoush, trina. My mom makes homemade trina, which is delicious. Um, there wasn't a lot. Cake. We brought some stuff. You know, I brought the, um, we didn't eat it, but I brought mozzarella balls from Citarella and the balsamic pearls from our tasting. Oh, yeah. By the way, I haven't talked about the tasting much today. Natalie, real quick, just update everyone. How did you feel about the wedding tasting? We are now less than eight weeks from the wedding. How are you feeling? Wow, eight weeks. Less than eight weeks. Oh no. It's getting stressful. Um, the tasting was great. It like made it made us feel reassured that we made the right decision with the venue. Um, everything was delicious. It felt super luxurious. Right? What was the best? What do you think was the best option? What was the most delicious thing you ate that day at the tasting? The steak, the meat, 
the meat itself. The actual steak. The actual The one with steak. the Peter Luger sauce. Oh my God, with the Peter Luger sauce. Wow, it was so good. And right. the potatoes and the Brussels sprouts. Like I, you know, that was really good. All right, babe. Well, you go get dressed. I, I don't want you to get too excited while talking about Sorry, food. Am I um, getting you all wet? Excuse me? Anyways, uh, that is the great Miss Hatton. And yes, we are less than eight weeks away from the big day. And I will say, yes, the tasting was really nice. The tasting, the tasting really got me sort of, um, I was already excited, but it allowed me to start like relaxing and thinking about how fun things are. Um, and that this is all really cool because it's very easy to get caught up in the nonsense. I want everyone to know I've solved the rabbi situation. I went through Troy. I, I had the negotiation with the rabbi. I don't know if you were here for that conversation last week, um, but it's been solved. All right. Thank goodness. Well, oh, it doesn't sound like you care at all. Uh, no, I care deeply, especially considering I'm going to the wedding. Well, Troy, that is true that you have not been invited yet to the wedding, have you? Yeah, I have not. Okay. Well, I, I this is we open everything up here. I mean, we talk here intimately about Troy's sex life. I can certainly talk about invites to the wedding. You and my producer, Emilio, of uh, One App have been on the outside looking in. Not that either of you want to go to the wedding. I don't want to make assumptions like that. Um, we know, Troy, I mean, you're a minimalist. You've got no need right. for expensive parties and wasteful food. You'd probably be like running after all the food to not let anything go into the trash can. Uh, you'd want to make sure the tablecloths are all being reused. Um, but no, truth be told... I have been in a tough spot with people like you who I love and are a part of my life. But if I open the door to one, right, I right. open the door to a, a handful because once I, it sounds simple, just invite Troy the Goy. Easy. Eh, not so easy because I have a Troy equivalent at my other podcast. If I, if I invite Troy equivalent at other podcasts, he has a handful of other friends who are the same level of friend with me. Now, I would love to have all of those people there. And there is a chance that whether it's too late or not, that a late invitation comes for all those people. But I'm just playing a numbers game. Um, and I hope you're not offended, Troy. I mean, I figure that I could maybe be placed a notch above all of your other producers considering, I don't know, I think I have a somewhat of a relationship with miss hatton we've hung out a couple of times i true. feel like you but know so i would not one. oh really yeah uh, i was hoping i was unique <laughs> well you're certainly unique there's there's no doubt about that now no, now answer a question honestly though how much fun and interest do you have in like big weddings oh i love big weddings i and especially considering whatever woman i bring i always bring a great date so Ooh. me and my well, date no, are well, hold on. Well, let's just jump uh, in right here. Yeah, well, what am I doing? I'm inviting no, I'm inviting a to be woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By the <laughs> way, there's no chance you'd get a plus one. So rule that. So now think about it. Now, Troy, you have to look at the wedding. It's no longer an opportunity for you to invite a woman somewhere. Does that make it less appealing? Does Miss Hatton have any one in her family I could uh hang oh. out with? Are there uh, will there be single lady friends? Natalie, do we have any single lady friends coming? It's I'm I'm not gonna lie, it's it's slim pickings mm -hmm. for the for the single ladies. So get so honest answer. You cannot bring a date, and there are not a lot of single ladies there. How appealing is the wedding still? 
Is there a hummus? <laughs> I don't think so. Natalie, is there going to be any hummus at the wedding? No. No hummus. Uh, I'm out. Yeah, you don't even need to go. This is a waste of your time. I'm out. No women, no hummus, no Troy the Goy. That's what I say. I'm glad we had this conversation, though. Yeah, don't you feel better now? Yes, yes. You're now on now that we've now cleared the air and dressed the long-standing elephant in the room, I feel good. Okay. It sucks. I wanted like an Israeli-style wedding, you know, with all the salads on the table and all of that. But then I also wanted a classy wedding, so I had to choose. <laughs> oh, you don't think your you don't think your Israeli side is classy? It's more. It's a. It's not. It's family style. Right. It's, it's like not, finger food. Yeah. It's a little different. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Oh boy, there's a whole lot happening in this world. A whole lot, and we're all trying to figure it all out. And by the way, I'm having a situation in my hip hop world this week. Every like underground rapper who I have, like not everyone that's being incredibly dramatic, but I have like a handful of people that I'm trying to navigate fitting into a one day interview window tomorrow. It is so annoying and I love and appreciate all of them. They're great guys, but so irritating. Plus I keep getting these emails. I have to update my credit card at so many different places because I had to replace my credit card because God knows how many places had my credit card number stored. And at some point, someone started doing something and I had to get a new credit card. These, these are all really boring problems. Let's hit a little bit of mail. Baron says, stop before you start. It hasn't even had an inaugural champion. And already the world title is a meaningless comical consolation prize with no lineage. Congrats, you've just won the not good enough to beat Roman championship. Also, makes no sense to have a SmackDown superstar competing to see who will face Rollins from Raw. They were just drafted to SmackDown, and if they win the title, would have to swap shows already. There's only one way to salvage this mess. At Night of Champions, Roman interrupts the WWE World Heavyweight Championship final. Let's say Rollins Edge. Well, no, it's, we know now what it is. It's Rollins AJ and stops this before it starts. I'm the undisputed champion. Acknowledge me. Triple H, Adam Pierce say that Roman must now defend both his titles separately in a two fall triple threat match with both finalists at money in the bank. First fall is for universal championship and is won by Roman. Second fall is for WWE championship and Roman loses when one finalist pins the other. The WWE title goes back to raw Without Roman actually getting beat, Roman streak continues, and Cody can win the belt that has eluded his dad at SummerSlam. Thanks, guys, and stay mage. Baron from Boston. Baron, your point about this title already being a jobber title in a way, I hear you. When you when you do it, when you decide to have this tournament and you're acknowledging we want to have a title that will actually be defended, and we you sort of bury whoever's getting this title because essentially it's saying they are just not able to fight Roman Reigns. So like while the tournament has picked up some interest, I feel, and I find myself interested in it because of the level of talent that are in it, um, I hear you. I really do. Male. Brian says, greetings, Mr. Sweet Sweet. Um, dipster and the Statless Wonder. I was listening to the podcast on the way to taking my wife 
um, because I'm hashtag with a life to a doctor's appointment. And she heard all of this week's wedding talk and she has immediately fell in love with you and your soon to be betrothed. Wedding talk is over with the crowd. Keep it up and take it easy, Maine. Lots of love down since pod one ish, Brian. Thanks, Brian. And I hope you were listening this week because uh, you just got more, more wedding talk. Uh, let's see. Sean writes us. Mail. Pretty sure the male guy who wrote about, quote, energy was from Adelaide, Australia, the home of Rhea Ripley. Pronounced Adelaide. Can I stop you there? Yeah. I, I was appalled when you didn't know this. It's Adelaide. Why appalled? Do they say it on her introduction? No, it's just Adelaide, Australia is a place in the world that you should know. No? It's very prominent in Australia. It is? Well, where, where's the ranking and importance of Australia? It's not top three. I mean, we've got Sydney. Yep, Melbourne. Melbourne and Adelaide. Mm. I would say that's the big three of Australia. Maybe Rhea can come back on and correct me if I'm wrong, but Adelaide is very prominent within Australia. Well, two things about that. Number one, I don't care. Okay. Number th number uh, number two, you're wrong. It's behind Brisbane also. Mm, yes. So maybe four? Well, what, what do you mean behind? Like what? In population? Size. size. In size. Okay. okay. That's not, I meant just. Uh, it's also, I believe, behind Perth. Perth. Oh yes. Uh, okay. Yeah. So so real quick. Yes, it is. It's it's fifth. I I have to tell you, I'm sorry. I, I am sorry that I didn't remember that I didn't remember that Rio was from there specifically, and I would get that wrong. How bad I feel about not being immediately familiar with the fifth biggest city in Australia. I don't know. I feel like I'm okay with it. I have so many lapses in my knowledge. That one's not one I can lose sleep over tonight. Do you know how many other things I'm dumb about besides that? No, how did you? How are you familiar with Adelaide? What's your relationship with it? Uh, I have no relationship with Adelaide, but I'm just. You, it's like aware, that knowledgeable aware of the of, world. Yeah, I'm a I'm a and, worldly man, you might say. Well, yeah, you probably had a date there in in 2012, and you had to go meet some woman from an app, and so you spent time there. Cannot confirm or deny. See. What about? Are you familiar with all the cities of Poland? No, um, Warsaw. I mean, Warsaw is the big one. You got it. Got to have Warsaw. Yeah, there's one like there's more. Ludes. There's one other or, big one. Isn't there like Ludes, Poland? Isn't that a thing? I think. I think there's that. There's also Krakow. Krakow, of course. Which is cracking off. You know what I mean? Sure. All right. Well, I will work on my Australian knowledge. You know, Natalie and I were actually flirting with the idea of an Australia honeymoon. Which, if that was the case, I'd certainly know where Adelaide was. And I would demand that we go visit um, all of Rhea's old stomping grounds as part of our trip. Anyways, this gentleman, Sean, writes us and says, pretty sure you're talking about Adelaide, Australia, the home of Rhea Ripley. Love the show. Been listening since Grantland days back when SGG barely said a word. Oh, what days those were. Keith writes us. M -m 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 male. I wanted to send you some praise for your open and frank discussion about your divorce. As a man, you're expected to just toughen up and get through it. Mental health does not have a timetable. Reaching out for help is seen as a sign of weakness. My divorce really hit me hard for about two years and still impacts today 
20 years later. I hope your story helps others who may be struggling as open discussion is sometimes the best medicine. Best, Keith. I'm so on the verge of starting this next podcast. I just really want to have the setup right. Know where I'm doing it, who I'm putting it out through. I'm trying to come up with, Troy, a way to do the podcast visually that's not the same as every other podcast. Like, I don't even, I'm trying to think of if there's a way, and I don't want to give too much away on the air about what I'm thinking. I'm trying to think of a way in which there could be a visual, but I'm not on camera at all. That's possible. It's possible. Requires a lot of work. Requires a lot of work, but maybe there's work we're not thinking of yet. Because you have to have a YouTube presence, right? That seems like... Now that's part of what this whole thing is, is you must have YouTube presence. Although it's interesting, right? Because G. Pete barely has YouTube presence. <laughs> Isn't that funny? True. This is true. However. Does, it, does, does Ariel's Ringer show, that doesn't have a big YouTube presence, does it? No, it's a Spotify exclusive show, so we're not allowed to. So we, we, we put some clips on the YouTube channel, the Ringer's YouTube channel, but that's the extent of it. But isn't that interesting? That, that I was just going through how, like, you must have a video component to every big podcast, but all the Ringer podcasts don't have it. Yes, that is more so a resource issue than a strategic issue. Um, I'm not saying that it's a strategic issue, but what I'm saying is there is the possibility of having lots of listeners without having a big YouTube presence. Now, you could argue yes. that if every episode was up on YouTube, we could have double the listeners. Exactly. Sure. Totally reasonable. But on the flip side, you can argue, hey, no, if you want to do one that doesn't have a visual component, you want to keep it old school, there is still a way to do that successfully also. Yeah. I mean, I think the benefit that Cheap Heat has is it's been around a long time and people have been listening to it since before video podcasting was really a thing. So Cheap Heat, like Joe Rogan and Ariel, who have been doing podcast long before the video elements were really introduced had the ability to build up audiences five six seven ten years ago whereas if you're starting a new podcast today with no built-in audience video is essential now what if though what if this new audience you were bringing to your new podcast a significant part of it was already coming from the pre-created podcasts because i'd like to think that a lot of people out of the gate would come from this and one app to the new podcast. Let me ask you this. Go ahead. Go ask. I'll answer. Because I ask Ariel this too. Mm -hmm. And I think of you guys very similarly. You're both incredible what you do and so versatile. And insane Uh, also. That as well. Is there such a thing as too much Peter Rosenberg? Um, uh, Yeah, I would argue that could already happen. like, Like just being overly available. Yes, there's so many different ways to get you. Like the audience never misses you. There's always some Peter Rosenberg content that they can consume. How confident are you that the Peckerheads and the other Peter Rosenberg fans, non-wrestling fans, the hip-hop fans, sports fans and such would follow you to whatever endeavors that you have considering they already have so much of you and just the the respective thing that they like? I I think that's a a totally reasonable totally it's actually part of the reason i have any trepidation about the new podcast it's a big reason is that part of me is like should i save what i deem to be like sort of this big heavy hitter podcast that i have in my back pocket that i want to do should i save that for a time when i leave maybe something that i'm already doing or you know what i mean and start over again to some degree Mm -hmm. 
I hear you. This is something I'm struggling with. Great question. EJ Ruby, who made the theme song, has a question. Male. I wanted to ask an important question regarding the hustler rabbi you were talking about last week. Do you know if he will say, speak now or forever hold your peace? If he does, is there any trepidation that Michael K will stand up in that moment and yell, can I join? EJ from Chicago. <laughs> I I don't think he'll do the speak now. I, I'm I'm not for the speak now. It's like so stupid. I, do people still do that? Like, I just can't see it. I, I, I Whenever I hear it now, I'm like, really? There's still a speak now or forever hold your peace? And, every, and, and sometimes you're at one and you're like, uh-oh, this might be the one where someone says something. Last one. What's up, Pete? SUG and Dip. Last night I was at Raw in Greensboro and it was, I'm sorry, it was a live event in Greensboro and it was hands down the best live event I've been to. And I've been to a lot over the years. The energy was through the roof. There wasn't any piped in noise. So everything you heard on TV was, oh, no, this was a Raw, I guess, was us being loud as ever. Cody is so over. It felt like Cena and Jace. Dom had nuclear heat. Shinsuke got the respect he deserves. It felt very clear that Triple H was running the show last night, and I had an absolute blast. Oh, yesterday was in North Carolina. For a second, I thought it was uh, Tennessee because of uh, Bianca's celebration. Uh, I hope one day we finally get a big four PLE in North Carolina. I truly feel we deserve it. The Panthers owner is letting more and more events happen in Charlotte, in the stadium. It's time for us to get a big four show, which means finally a heat and greet here in North Carolina. Been listening since Grantland and will continue as long as this podcast keeps going. Stay mage Hunter from Charlotte. Thank you, man. And yeah, I thought the crowd was really good last night too. I really did. I, I enjoyed it uh, throughout. Guys, we will be back with more emails, rosenbergbeats at gmail.com, or you can hang out in the Discord, of course. I may have forgotten to email the Discord link. For the people who emailed me the Discord link last week, and I forgot to send it to you, Troy, can you put it in the description again this week? Yes. We'll put it in the podcast description this week again, because I a couple people asked for it, and I dropped the ball because I'm a hack. Um, but rosenbergbeats at gmail.com for the emails. Dip will be back with us on Friday. Um, this weekend, I'm heading off for my bachelor party. Another event, sadly, Troy is not invited to. Um, but don't worry, not many people are. It's about 10 people total. Um, but I will give you all the updates on all the schmears that are consumed. For now, everyone, stay mage and enjoy yourself. And Troy, take it easy. And uh, stay away from strangers. Professional wrestler in the history of the art form. Mage. <laughs>